If you like this show and want to make your own, let me tell you about Anchor. Number one, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it turns out, it's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to today's brief, succinct session. Today we are addressing a PubMed article titled Recent Progress of Graphene Oxide as Potential Vaccine Carrier and Adjuvant. Now the reason I'm going to address this is to launch a strategic attack on the mainstream media that has tried to debunk all talk concerning the existence and usage of graphene in connection with vaccines and vaccine technology. They've tried to make it seem like it is absolute nonsense that graphene is being discussed in connection with COVID-19 therapeutics. Well, I'm gonna let the medical literature speak for itself because I'm a researcher, an avid researcher, and I believe in letting the data speak for itself. The mainstream media has tried to debunk all talk and revelations of graphene being in the vaccines, the injections, the genetic code injections. But the scientific literature has no respect for the mainstream media, and neither do I. So the purpose of this literature being read and discussed in these small sessions is to give you ammunition and to give you substance that will help you to begin to critically think about what type of experimentation is being done in the scientific community and in the pharmaceutical industry. And any science that is published is at least 10 years delayed. You heard me correctly. 
We're in the business of pretending that, oh, we've discovered something new. Anything that is presented to the public as being discovered as new is delayed by at least a minimum of 10 years. We are far more advanced in our research and far more advanced in our findings than you, the public, will ever be made known. And this is especially true concerning or in the area of technology. Definitely. Anyway, let us jump into this small abstract to give someone out there an idea of where we already are in the area of research in biomedical applications of graphene. A vaccine is one of the most effective strategies for preventing and controlling infectious diseases and some non-infectious diseases, especially cancers. Adjuvants and carriers have been appropriately added to the vaccine formulation to improve immunogenicity of the antigen and induce long-lasting immunity. However, there is an urgent need to develop new all-purpose adjuvants because some adjuvants approved for human use have limited functionality. Graphene oxide, widely employed for the delivery of biomolecules, excels in loading and delivering antigen and shows the potentiality of activating the immune system. I'll say that again. The article states plainly and clearly that graphene oxide, GO, widely employed for the delivery of biomolecules, excels in loading and delivering antigen and shows the potentiality of activating the immune system. However, graphene oxide aggregates in the biological liquid and induces cell death. In other words, it is cytotoxic. And it also exhibits poor biosolubility and biocompatibility. To address these limitations, various surface modification protocols have been employed to integrate aqueous compatible substances with graphene oxide to effectively improve its biocompatibility. More importantly, these modifications render functionalized graphene oxide, GO, with superior properties as both carriers and adjuvants. Herein, the recent progress of physical chemical properties and surface modification strategies of GO for its application as both carriers and adjuvants is reviewed. Statement of significance. Due to its unique physical chemical properties, graphene oxide is widely employed in medicine for purposes of photothermal treatment of cancer, drug delivery, drug delivery, and antibacterial therapy and medical imaging. Keep the statement in mind, drug delivery, because that's precisely what it's being used for in these messenger RNA inoculations. It's being used to carry and to deliver 
and release its payload into the cell, namely the spike protein. That's what it's delivering. Our work describes the surface modification of graphene oxide and for the first time summarizes that functionalized graphene oxide serves as a vaccine carrier. I'm going to say that again. The article says, our work describes the surface modification of graphene oxide and for the first time summarizes that functionalized graphene oxide serves as a vaccine carrier and shows significant adjuvant activity in activating cellular and humoral immunity. So they are already telling you plainly and clearly that graphene oxide has been shown to activate the immune system. And it has significant adjuvant activity in activating cellular and humoral immunity. In the future, it is expected to be introduced into vaccine research to improve the efficacy of vaccines. As I said, anything that is presented to the public in the medical literature and in the databases is late. It's been being worked on for a long time before it's released to the public as successful. So they let you know plainly right here. In the future, it is expected to be introduced into vaccine research to improve the efficacy of vaccines. The key words in this abstract are adjuvant delivery, antigen delivery, functionalized graphene oxide, GO, immune adjuvant, vaccine adjuvant, and vaccine nanocarrier. Vaccine nanocarrier. Now before I close out this small section of this expose, brief expose, it is to be understood that adjuvants are also nine times out of 10 carcinogenic, cytotoxic, genotoxic, and just plain old toxic. Now moving on to another example. Of what's being worked on in connection with graphene oxide. Let us take a look at another article. taken from a prestigious molecular biology and chemistry journal. Graphene oxide microchip goes for cancer cells. 
I'll say that again. Graphene oxide microchip goes for cancer cells. Written by Cordelia Seeley. And this is an article from 2013. This is an article from 2013. Not 2019, 2013. And it's talking about the usage of graphene oxide at a nanocellular molecular level. Graphene oxide devices in microchips. Being discussed in detail as far back as 2013. So let us go through this. and get straight to the point. Secondary cancers or metastases cause over 90% of cancer-related deaths. The cells that break off from a primary tumor spreading the disease throughout the body are therefore a vital target in the early detection and monitoring of cancer. Now, researchers have suggested that nanosheets of graphene oxide could capture these circulating tumor cells otherwise known as CTCs, even at very low concentrations. This can be found in Nature Nanotechnology, 2013. Current methods of capturing CTCs from the bloodstream have limited sensitivity and specificity, but devices based on graphene oxide, geo nanosheets, appear to be able to capture low concentrations of pancreatic breast and lung cancer, CTCs, circulating tumor cells from patient blood samples, says Sunitha Nagrath of the University of Michigan, who led the research. To develop a highly sensitive technology to effectively isolate CTCs, we incorporated the nanomaterial graphene oxide, she explains. Nanomaterials are promising for the detection of biomolecules because of their high surface to volume ratio and feature sizes on a similar scale to biological molecules. Graphene is particularly interesting because its surface is easy to functionalize. The size of nanosheets can be controlled and it has unique optical properties. The graphene oxide chip devised by Nagrath and her colleagues is based on a SI substrate patterned with a AU flower shapes. SI is silicon and AU is gold. Anyway, so, covered by graphene oxide nanosheets functionalized with EPCAM epithelial cell adhesion molecule antibodies. A PDMS layer on top forms a microfluidic chamber to isolate the blood sample. PDMS is dimethicone. And dimethicone is a polymer. It is a molecular structure containing many similar units joined together. Yes, this is quite a technical article, but it's necessary that we go through it because what we're trying to show is the fact that graphene oxide has been in the mix for a long time, for well over 10 years. This article's from 2013, but I got some other literature that goes back as far as 2004, in 2005, in 2006. 
So to think that, oh, it's no way possible that graphene oxide can be used in these messenger RNA inoculations is absolutely asinine and a sign of a lack of research on the part of those who are speaking. And I'm making primarily my accusations and my statements towards the mainstream, lamestream media. Journalists who don't do their due diligence. Anyway, they're not gonna do the research and make sure that they, they present accurate information to the world via their news media outlet, then they need to shut their mouths and stop speaking on subjects that they're not qualified to speak on, period. End of story. Now, this goes on to say, a PDMS layer on top forms a microfluidic chamber to isolate the blood sample. Through self-assembly of graphene oxide, let me repeat that again. Through self-assembly of graphene oxide on an AU pattern microfluidic substrate, which is a gold patterned microfluidic substrate, we created islands of nano arms for sensitive CTC capture without the aid of three-dimensional structures, which is a first in the field of microfluidics-based CTC detection, says Nagrath. So, this article reveals as far back as 2013 that graphene oxide can be functionalized to the point that it is able to self-assemble. It is capable of self-assembly. And it is able to self-assemble itself into circuitry via electromagnetic manipulation and stimulation. This is just one example of proving the opposite of what the brain-dead, zombified, Mockingbird CIA ran media is feeding to the public. The article goes on to say, the high surface to volume ratio of graphene oxide boosts the area for the capture agent, improving the functionalization and capture efficiency of cancer cells. In blood samples containing three to five cells per milliliter, the graphene oxide chip captured 73% on average. Even low EPCAM expressing cell lines show capture rates of 65%. The approach allows the researchers to isolate, capture, identify, and characterize CTCs in blood samples from patients with metastatic breast, pancreatic, and lung cancer. The graphene oxide devices can detect and capture CTCs from early stage lung cancer patients, as well as those with advanced metastatic disease. The device yielded high capture rates for low numbers of target cells, as well as unprecedented purity, Nagrath told Nano today. The cells captured on the device have been shown to be viable, and the planar capture surface will lend itself well to on-chip culture. The initial results are promising enough to warrant larger clinical studies, 
says the researchers. The graphene oxide microchip can also capture the capture and identify her two positive and negative cells, which could be significant in the identification of different types of breast cancer. Shuming Ni, director of the Emory Georgia Tech Cancer Nanotechnology Center, believes the approach for capturing CTCs is an interesting one. The new feature of using a graphene oxide linker allows the captured cells to be released and cultured for further studies. This work is important for studying the heterogeneity and growth potential of CTCs, he told Nano today. And this concludes today's small, succinct session. So clearly, there is a lot concerning graphene oxide that the public does not know and will not know unless someone brings it forward. And since the mainstream, lamestream media is in the business of trying to socially decapitate those who come forward with accurate information, scientific data, and proof. For example, like Dr. Robert Malone, or Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, or Dr. Peter McCullough, etc., 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 etc. Anyone who comes forward with real accurate science, they're shut down, socially decapitated, cancel, cultured. and socially crucified. Someone is on a mission to keep the public in the dark. And sadly, it is too late for many who have accepted these genetic weapons of mass destruction into their life. But all the truth is starting to come out now, left and right. Reality is starting to kick in now. The fake, false salvation that was offered by Big Pharma has failed the populace. Many people have taken one shot, two shots, three shots, four shots, and in some places they're being asked to get ready to take a fifth. Meanwhile, the plague is still affecting the jabbed and the unvaccinated is still alive in very large numbers. Nothing can be more revealing than the reality that we are faced with every day. Apart from what you hear from the spin doctors on the black mirror called the television. We are now entering into the phase of a global transformation and the beginning of the operation of altered carbon people who are going around accepting these 
gene-altering, genetic-augmenting shots afterwards are considered individuals who are altered carbon. Their genome is contaminated. They are no longer fully human. And that is a true statement from a scientific, genomic, molecular, genetic perspective. Not from a perspective that's gonna make you feel good. It's just the plain old truth. Unadulterated and not politically correct. The watchmen have no time. To flatter. So we have a lot more articles that we have to go through and they are far more technical than anything that you heard tonight. But we're going to go through them and address them in short. They're not gonna be extremely long, but they're gonna deal with some technology in the area of genomics that's going to shock some people. We are going to be talking about the internet of everything, the internet of things, the internet of bodies, the internet of nanotechnology and nano things, the internet of medical things. And we're going to be talking about molecular communication and also information communication tools. The next article that you will hear, the title is Fabrication and Microfluidic Analysis of Graphene-Based Molecular Communication Receiver for Internet of Nano Things. And it's from Nature Portfolio. Scientific Reports section. Published 2021. A very deep article we're going to break it down from a molecular level graphene and its applications at a molecular level as pertains to communication and electromagnetic communications till next time shalom alaikum